Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello and welcome to the fifth and final episode in our five-part series on having the attitude or mindset of Christ, as described in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. As we read these verses, we can discern there are really four main characteristics that describe how Jesus lived his life here on the earth, and they are submission, servanthood, suffering, and sacrifice. Let me read this scripture and then let's dive in. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, as he already existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a bondservant and being born in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. When the Holy Spirit first began to teach me about how true and lasting healing comes through having the mind of Christ, I immediately thought about how much Jesus sacrificed. This attribute really shines above the rest and is essentially the reason any of us come to love and follow Christ. Because he first loved us so much that he would give his life for us. That he would die on the cross for our sins so that we may have eternal life. John fifteen thirteen states, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Not many of us will die physically for another person like Jesus did, but in what ways are we, as the Christian church, called to die or lay down our lives for the benefit of others? For if this is what Jesus did for us, are we not called to do it for others? When I think about sacrifice, my first instinctual example would be my children. As a mother, it's second nature to sacrifice for your children. It's a very significant image and characteristic of Father God that is imprinted onto every mother's heart, and that is to sacrifice their wants and needs for the benefit of their children. It was in this way that our Heavenly Daddy sacrificed His one and only Son for the benefit of all His other children. For all time to come. Because I've been a marriage and family therapist for so many years, I, I know that there are mothers out there who were not very sacrificing, perhaps even quite selfish. But believe me, that is a very broken woman, and she must have been so rejected, so abused, and unloved that she would come to a place where she could or would not easily sacrifice for her children. If you had a, a mother or a father like that, I just ask you to release them now from your judgment and allow the spirit of forgiveness to overwhelm you. Allow these deep wounds of your soul to be filled by the perfect parent, Father God himself, so that you can go on and be sacrificial and love others around you as Jesus loves you. 
If you were or continue to be a person who struggles to sacrifice your wants and needs for others, begin by asking yourself why that might be. Are you trying to protect yourself? Do you feel unappreciated or unnoticed for your previous efforts to sacrifice? And now, well, you no longer feel motivated to give anything extra for the benefit of others. If you were wounded in childhood and now you feel like you deserve to be happy, or you've even been told by the world that you should just take care of yourself, let me reassure you, that will not bring you true or lasting happiness, if you've not already discovered that for yourself. Because every person was made in the likeness of God, and if you are a Christ follower, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and that creates a desire to become more and more like Christ, which means there is an insatiable spiritual vacuum that cannot be quenched by anything else in this world. That desire is to first experience the beautiful, unconditional love of God, and then to share that love with others in a way that will transform lives. This desire and all the grace that would enable you to do it is a gift from the Father implanted in us while we are still forming in our mother's womb. And yet the world and its false teachings are so powerful, so alluring, and will lead many people down a very dark and distracted path. One of Satan's greatest weapons is distraction and deception. And if he can distract people from spiritual truth and deceive them about what will bring true joy and fulfillment, then the fire for serving and sacrifice can be quelched and he plants a a new burning desire inside of people, a desire to get their own needs met first, which causes a yearning for things that do not fill that void, that only bring more discontentment and despair. Doesn't really seem to make any sense, does it? Being in a place of self-concern and self-focus never leads to a life of enjoyment. And yet, in this world, this is so many people. They are stuck in this place of seeking things that would please them and yet being completely discontent. People who have all the money in the world who can buy themselves whatever they want, will tell you they feel empty, that they're miserable and unfulfilled. And how does a person become so trapped in an addiction? It's by focusing on self and trying to fill the emptiness or cover up their pain, which then leads them to be unable to care for, sacrifice, or focus on anyone else but themselves. See how the spiritual realm does not want humankind to live out these God-given desires? Can you imagine how wonderful our world would be if we were all living to love, serve, and sacrifice for one another? As the Christian church, we are to set the example, to be a living sacrifice, just like Christ was. 
one of the verses that was foundational in establishing my kingdom mindset ministry was Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which speaks to the importance of renewing our minds and learning to view our lives through a spiritual lens. But when studying and trying to learn from scripture, we must be sure to read these verses in context in order that we may divide the word rightly and be able to practically apply it to our lives. So let's read Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. We know that Jesus offered himself up as a living sacrifice to his Father in heaven. First was his sacrifice of living a difficult and abused life here on the earth, and then by becoming the sacrificial lamb as he died on the cross for the sins of mankind. So, if we are to walk in his shoes, what must we do? to present our bodies, our lives, as a living sacrifice to God, as our greatest form of honor and worship to Him. Would you give up your hopes, dreams, life goals, a job, or some type of idol or addiction? What is it in your life that you might be holding on to that would keep you from experiencing a deeper level of God's presence? We, as human beings, are funny in this way. We like to hold on to our stuff. And that stuff is different for everyone. For some, it's their money, their career. And for others, it's literally physical possessions that they cherish. And yet, for others, it's simply the idea of being independent and feeling like they're in control of their life. And they wouldn't want someone, especially God, telling them what to do. And yet for others, it's a simple life. One that they hope is quiet and self-focused, doing little to cause a fuss, and just trying to get by, day after day, with as little stress or disruption as possible. And then there are those that only focus on what others have and what they do not, and spend their lives grumbling about what they lack. This is when the life-changing advice of Romans chapter 12, verse 2 comes into play. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This verse was foundational in my spiritual counseling and coaching practice as it explains the cure for mental illness. Yep, you heard that right. There is a cure to all the issues of the mind, and it is to reject the thinking and false teaching of this world and be transformed. That is literally what this verse says, to be transformed from a broken, fallen, worldly mindset to a renewed mind of Christ to be able to see your life and the functioning of the lives of those around you through a spiritual lens. As you train yourself to do this, you will easily be able to discern what God wants you to do and be able to focus on the good things in your life. And you will know what God's destiny is for you and your loved ones. 
every person I have ever counseled in one way or another has expressed this is all they want in life, to know what to do, to be healthy mentally and emotionally, and to live a life filled with purpose. We cannot live that part of our life away from God. Whatever the world tries to promise us, wealth, perfect bodies, fancy vacations, success, career goals, fame or notoriety, none of it will actually make you happy. In fact, most of these false promises lead people into complete discontentment and they actually feel more stressed and feel less fulfilled than before because now they have to try so hard every day to keep those things. What a tricky little rascal Satan is to deceive the whole world into focusing on themselves, their families, their future, when true peace and life transformation happens when we sacrifice. To give up your life and lay it down for God, for others, for your own mental and emotional well-being. As we have discussed with the previous three characteristics of Jesus, submission, serving, and suffering, all of these actually bring healing and freedom to people. Not the lies told to us by the world that would have you believing that these words are oppressive. Those were the things that people tried to avoid. Of course, the evil realm does not want God's people to be healthy and thrive especially in their minds, because that is where he has the most power. And if Christians can start having victory and authority in their minds, Satan's control and influence will dwindle down to nothing. A word of warning that took me several attempts to learn. Laying down your life as a living sacrifice is not something you do just once. Just like submission, you will be prompted to do it over and over. As the world and its temptations and schemes try to convince you that living a sacrificial life is too hard, perhaps you will try to seek comfort. That seems like it's your only option. But I urge you to get in God's word and then spend time in a quiet place to hear his voice. Being submissive and obedient to the ways God might be leading you to sacrifice will always lead to a kind of healing and freedom no amount of days at the spa or fancy vacations could ever accomplish. Plus, a very important part of our Christian walk is to mature in our faith. We are not to find, just find Jesus and then stay in that baby or infant-like faith forever. Living out these Christ-like characteristics, such as submission, serving, suffering, and sacrifice, literally begin to crucify our flesh. Because Father God is such a loving parent, the process of maturing and deepening one's faith starts out fairly mild. But as time goes on, and the more you choose to trust him, God allows you to be convicted. And when this happens, Resist thinking, why is God doing this to me? Remember what we learned from last week about suffering. Know this instead. You are being refined and elevated to another level in your faith. Just as we experienced in life, 
as we mature, we can hopefully handle more and more in life. And if we can't, this is usually a sign that we need to be more reliant on God, not try harder or be more tough in our own self. We cannot trust our fleshly human instinct because it will most often lead us astray. Rather, we must be constantly in God's word, seeking, learning, and renewing our minds to his truth. And then when a challenge of some kind happens, such as a time in my own life when I was faced with continuing a career that offered excellent benefits and a healthy salary, or giving it all up to start a marriage ministry, I was able to very quickly subdue my flesh, sacrifice what might have been my previous goals in life to do God's will instead. Honestly, this was not even the hardest sacrifice I've made. But as you draw nearer to God and feel his loving guidance in your life, the more willing you will become to sacrifice everything. Because you know what he has for you is better than anything you could achieve on your own. And if it's causing your flesh, your mind, your emotions to suffer, it was probably something you truly needed to be delivered of or an area that required healing for that you didn't even know. Have you ever gone to the chiropractor or received a massage and didn't even realize all the places that were sore or out of alignment? This is how our spirituality can be. Until we encounter difficulties, areas of our lives in which God is bringing us new revelation, we might have never known just how unhealthy those places were until he caused that little bit of conviction, suffering, or a choice to sacrifice. If he didn't bring those things along and give us an opportunity to grow, to choose him, or to then perhaps choose to stay in our unhealthy or bondage-stricken lives. We always have a choice. So I would give you this challenge today. Seek the Lord and ask him, is there an area of my life in which I need to sacrifice something? What types of idols do you have that are keeping you from freedom, such as comfort, independence, a quote-unquote peaceful life, a picture-perfect marriage, a financially uh, secure future, earnestly listen for his voice. And I promise you, he will bring these things to light. Then ask yourself, what freedom or true joy have your self-efforts, self-protection, or seeking pleasure from the world ever really gotten you? God's joy, freedom, and fulfillment is unlike anything you could possibly hope to find in the natural. Let us set our minds on heavenly places and enjoy the abundant life Jesus came to give us. And remember, your offering of submission, obedience, and sacrifice is a sweet, sweet fragrance to our Father in heaven. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2. Next week I will be sharing more kingdom perspectives and how we can be healed and find freedom in our minds and we will do so by understanding the difference between mercy and grace. 
a more in-depth teaching for many of the concepts discussed in today's show can be found in my book, It's Time for a Revolution, which is a compilation of the insights and real-life miracles that took place during my time as a mental health professional and in my own personal faith journey with Jesus. This book and other resources can be found at kingdommindset.global. Thanks for listening today. Be blessed in your mind and in your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would just invite you to subscribe to the show and then share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.